630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Hope you have a good weekend planned. Couple of big football games on Sunday. Oilers back in action tomorrow night. We'll continue Enforcers Week Volume 2 with Brant Myers in a couple of minutes here. Now working for the Los Angeles Kings. NHL tonight, Golden Knights and Panthers tied 2-2 halfway through the second period. William Carlson up to 25 goals now for Vegas. Incredible. Canadians and Capitals 1-1 late in the second period. Kings and Ducks coming up. Later tonight, NBA action, fourth quarter, about four minutes left. Toronto leading San Antonio 75-71. Of course, for your Oilers, the Nuge out five to six weeks with cracked ribs. That is not good for Edmonton as uh, they try to take, and I want to be clear here, it would have to be a, a miraculous run to get into the playoffs. Some text to 630 Uh, we had a call from Mark there before the break. Robin at the airport says Mark is an angry guy and should calm down a little. I'm an Oilers fan since day one. Do or die, I cheer. Things will turn around. Christian says, uh, Reed, I agree with that caller. How do you expect Shirelli to improve the team when he's never shown the ability to win significant trades or contracts? Another texter says, I wish callers would edit themselves before calling in. That last caller needs a timeout. A little too negative. All right. And the Big L says, Reed, do you think you could interview Bill Belichick and get more than 50 words out of him or make him laugh at least a little or at least smile? Ooh, that'd be a pretty big challenge. Bill Belichick, of course, speaking, and I use the word speaking very loosely. To the uh, media today after the Patriots practice. Now that Tom is dealing with this injury, looking back on this season, do you have any regrets about trading away Jimmy Garoppolo? Getting ready for Jacksonville. Is it looking like Tom might be a game time decision? Today's Friday. Well, that's true. Today is Friday, and they are getting ready for Jacksonville. That's the beauty of Bill Belichick in those uh, news conferences. He he doesn't lie. He just doesn't directly answer the question. So, you know, do you regret trading Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, we're getting ready for Jacksonville. That is true. They are getting ready for Jacksonville. Do you think Brady will be a game-time decision? Today is Friday. Today is Friday. By the way, Morley Scott pointed this out to me today. He's wondering if Bill Belichick is trying to imitate Bob Layton. It's Friday. Today's Friday. Yeah, Belichick's got a lot of work to do. Belichick's got a lot of work to do. Uh, Tom Brady, obviously, uh, the report is likely something to do with his right thumb, cut, possibly stitches. Who knows about getting information from the New England Patriots? It's been Enforcers Week, Volume 2 on 630 Ched. We had an encore appearance by Brent Gogol the other night. We had Darcy Hortichuk on the show. Today, we welcome Brent 
Myers. Brent, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Yourself? I'm doing very well. It's great to catch up with you again. Really appreciate your time. And, uh, man, it's, uh, it's, it's just good to speak to you. And you're, uh, you're doing some pretty interesting stuff. You're with the Los Angeles Kings. The job is Player Assistance Director. Can you kind of give us the, the Coles notes of, of what that entails? Yeah, well, I, I think it actually goes back to a bit of um, generating from my history um, on what I went through in the National Hockey League when I played, and, and I obviously suffered with addiction issues throughout my whole career. Um, so when I got out of the game at about 33, I, I thought, geez, there's really no ex-players that are um, uh, trying to lend assistance to the guys that are struggling like I was and 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 we all know that that uh, some guys have some struggles so I built the program um, some years ago and uh, I think right after we had some issues with uh, with our organization uh, that uh, the then GM Dean Lombardi gave me a call and um, wanted me to uh, to to bring that program into the uh, into the team so um, Basically, it's 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 a support system for any guys that are that are going through lifestyle issues. Um, generally, I'd like to focus it uh, usually on drugs or alcohol, but at the end of the day, it can be it can be a, a, a pyramid of things. Right. Well, and and I think that probably speaks to. I, I, let me just put it the way, there, there are a lot of things people have to adjust to in the NHL and probably a lot of stresses. And like you said, it doesn't have to be drugs or alcohol, but it's important to have sure. somebody to lean on or somebody who uh, has that wisdom, I suppose, that, that, that it's a little easier to relate to. Well, and, and, and one of the biggest things when I built the program with Dean, I, I let him know that, um, you know, I, I staged it in, in certain stages and um, in the first a couple stages it's completely confidential between me and the player um, I knew that um, as an ex-player that you know the, the last thing that I was going to do was talk to a guy that was going to be a pipeline to, to management um, so gaining the trust of the players was really crucial and letting them know that you know no matter what the issue is um, that we're going to deal with it in-house and hopefully uh, we can deal with it before it comes uh, you know as we say a red light issue well, that's awesome that you're doing that, and, and, and you've committed to doing that. Now, has, have other teams done similar things that you and the Kings are doing? Yeah, it's, uh, this year uh, the Calgary Flames hired uh, Brian McGratton uh, in the same role. Um, and I know Gratz going back a little ways, and uh, I, I think that he's perfect for that role, being as respected as he is. I know that he's got, I think, eight years clean and sober. Um, and I've uh, I've talked to him briefly, and he's really enjoying it. And I think that uh, that the players are uh, are glad to have him around. Brad Myers joining us on Inside Sports as we uh, wrap up Enforcers Week Volume Two. Brant, you probably wouldn't be surprised to hear that this has been uh, a popular segment. People love the tales of. <laughs> <laughs> of the fisticuffs, uh, often in, in the Wild West and uh, early 90s for you in the Western Hockey League. Uh, certainly, uh, I don't want to say anything goes, but there's maybe a lot more tolerated <laughs> and a lot more... <laughs> what What's normal then wouldn't be considered normal now. Would that be fair to say in terms of some of the fighting and intimidation? Well, well actually, it's funny you said that because we had a game... Um, the other night and it was against Anaheim 
and we had three fights within i think it was it was relatively quick it was within seconds so every time the puck dropped a guy squared off and my heart got going so fast up top when i was watching that it, it literally felt like i was i was back playing hockey and and that was the atmosphere that we had um is that when we had when we were up against rivalry teams that we played um we were both teams were in for a long night um you know usually each team had at least two heavyweights uh on both sides so if the game you know you notice now that teams are getting smacked out of the arena five six seven nothing and back in the day you know when there was 10 minutes to go in the game we were trying to send a message for the next game not necessarily that game but for the next game carry some momentum in and show that we weren't going to lay down on our backs and and definitely it's it's changed when you let's just get a memory here when you played in the whl you can't pick yourself i guess so i'll ask you to be modest who 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 was the who was the heavyweight champ uh i mean 90 to 94 for you portland lethbridge yeah. at spokane or who was a guy where you're like okay if i gotta face this guy he's he's gonna give me everything i can handle yeah there was a there was a few guys back in the day um you know uh i would say that Rhett Trombley was a was a pretty tough character in junior. I mean, I remember him at 16. He looked like he was about 30. Um, so he, he was pretty scary. Um, Brendan Witt was a really tough guy out of Seattle. Um, who else was tough? Um, geez, I'm trying to think across the board. I fought I fought quite a few guys <laughs> during during 90 to 94. Um, Man, oh man, I'm but, but guys, on was, when you were Portland and Spokane, I assume you were playing the other U.S. teams probably 10, 12 times a year, and you knew it was on every single time, eh? Well, I, I think at the age of 17, I realized I was that was my draft year, and my I guess my goal in a way was obviously to play good hockey, but it was also to lead the, the CHL in fights. And um, so I believe I had about 45... Uh, fighting majors that year and um and i got drafted um and it it just seemed like back in the in the in the western hockey league days when i played um you know you took your helmets off um you have 16 year olds fighting 19 20 year olds i mean it was uh it was a man's game Brad Myers joining us on Inside Sports. You know, I've asked everybody I've had on for this segment this same question. And memories are part of it. And, and a lot of the guys, they look back on on the, the bouts they were in with, with an odd fondness. Even sometimes once, once they lost, they, they reflect on with a, with a bit of fondness. But look, fighting has, has declined year by year. There still is fighting, and I think physicality and intimidation are always going to be a part of the game. Of course, it's a physical game. How do you look at, at how it's changed and, you know, there there isn't as, as much fighting as there used to be. Does that take away from you, either from an entertainment standpoint or, or the things guys can get away with on the ice? Or do you look at it and see and say, well, you know, the game's changed and that's, and that's just the direction it's going? I'm curious to get your perspective on that. Well, it's an interesting perspective because it's it's almost like global warming. It's you got to accept it. You're not going to change it. And uh, at the moment, um, it, 
I'll be quite honest. You know, I, I'm a little bit of an old school guy, and um, I think for me the 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 hard part is, is like I said in games where you're getting blown out of the arena and there's really no pushback anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like okay, well, let's move on to the next game. Um, and then the fact of you know what these these kids now. Um, you know, once they implemented the visors in the minor leagues and the American Hockey League, um, it, 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 you could just see the change right there. Now everybody, pretty much in the NHL, has to wear a visor. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if I could have uh, done my role if I had to hit a visor every night. Um, that that's pretty tough. But quite honestly, I watched us play Pittsburgh uh, last night, and it was. Uh, it's incredible to see the talent now. Um, you know, you marvel at how really good these guys are and how much speed there is in the game. Um, but then there's the, the other side of me that that does miss the intimidation factor that actually used to play a really big role in the National Hockey League. Um, so, yeah, it's I'm on the fence on both sides. Well, Brent, it's great to catch up with you. Obviously, uh, the Kings are a big story this season. They've certainly bounced back in a big way, and uh, you're certainly a part of that in the role you play. Thanks for joining us. Enforcers Week, Volume 2. In a, in a future volume, we'll have to try to connect again. Sound fair? You bet. You have a good, uh, good day. That is Brant Myers, now Player Assistance Director with the Los Angeles Kings. So interesting role for him. Obviously, Brant, we didn't get uh, hugely into it there. He's told that story in the past, but he uh, struggled with substance abuse in the past, so now making sure that current players don't go down the path uh, he did. But he's bounced back really well. Good to have him on the show. Great to have another Enforcers Week here on Inside Sports. We will keep on doing that, not every week, but we will do it from time to time. I really appreciate the mostly positive feedback we've received from that and of course you can always text 630-630 the phone number 780-496-0063 actually if you have a story idea or a guest suggestion the best thing to do is email me inside sports at 630ched.com I, I, I played the Bill Belichick clip there and at the end of the afternoon news I was on with Brenton and I said, uh, I find the way the Patriots often conduct themselves in their news conferences, Belichick specifically, both frustrating, yet I have admiration for them. Uh, Ronald emailed me. He said, good evening, Reed. I was driving back to my farm this afternoon listening to Ched. One comment, and it's negative. I find your admiration of the manner in which the Boston Patriots news conference, he put in quotation marks, was conducted to be disgusting. As someone who has handled media credentials for a number of years, primarily for auto sports at places like the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, I wasn't required to deal with arrogant jerks like NFL football players. I find it sad that the scribes who are forced to cover the Patriots have to put up with such treatment. That is uh, an email from Ron. Ron, I appreciate that. Uh, I will say, I'll, I'll clarify my use of the word admiration for that. And, and I think it is, and I know from being in the media, it is frustrating to cover somebody who just doesn't want to talk whether he has a disdain for the media or I think with Belichick, he's just incredibly careful what he says. He doesn't want any story to come up as a distraction that takes away from the game. But I, I will, I, I, when I say I admire it, I admire the way that they stick to it, Belichick especially. 
He is he's all in and he's not changing. He doesn't come out and do it some days and then the next day he gives eight minute answers. I mean he he's sticking to his guns. So yeah, if I were covering the Patriots, it'd probably be incredibly frustrating and irritating some days. But uh, uh, I, I admire his Belichick's resolve in keeping up that persona with the media. Inside Sports on Jet, it's 721. Uh, we're coming right back with an NHL scoreboard and Cam Talbot. Hey, the Edmonton Oil Kings off to a great start visiting the Kootenai Ice. 11 minutes into the game, the Oil Kings are already up 3-0. In the NHL tonight, late second period, Vegas and Florida tied 2-2. After two periods, Montreal and Washington are tied 1-1. Pacioretty has his 13th. Kings and Ducks will start a little bit later on tonight. All right, uh, Mike texting in. He says fans need to get off the Barzell train. He's half season into his career, but more importantly, he plays center. Oilers already had Nugent Hopkins drafted Dreisaitl the year before, and they just drafted McDavid with the first pick. He's another center, did not suit their needs in any way. Well, there's a uh, minority opinion for Mike, who's uh, happy to chime in tonight. You can always text 630-630. Not all the texts make it to air, but I do uh, at least read them all to myself. Even the insulting ones, everybody. (laughs) Okay. We will get to uh, my chat with Cam Talbot. We're going to talk a little bit more about that combat sports situation here in Edmonton in the next half hour, too. This is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. The MOP, he was on the show earlier this week. You miss anything, you can sign up for the Inside Sports podcast on iTunes or just go to the Inside Sports page on 630Ched.com. We have all the audio files from past shows right there. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Oilers Canucks tomorrow, 630 face-off show. Puck will drop at 8. Get all the action right here on 6.30, Chet. So we've been uh, keeping you updated about this uh, combat sports ban in uh, the city of Edmonton. We had Jelena Mergenovich on a couple of days ago, and she said she has until July to uh, defend her title. Otherwise, she would have to give up the belt. She wants to have her 50th fight right here in Edmonton, so that's an obstacle towards that. This is also affecting... Uh, professional wrestling and I'm pleased to welcome Kurt Sorokin the owner of the Prairie Wrestling Alliance to Inside Sports. Could, uh, Kurt first of all thanks for uh, reaching out the other day and thanks for making time for us tonight. How are you doing? Uh, not too bad. Thanks for having me on tonight. Yeah now you and I have not uh, done an interview before so I, I just want to get a little background because I, I, I'm going to be honest with you here I know about the wrestling, uh, the Prairie Wrestling Alliance. I've heard of it but but I don't know all the details and like I said you and I have never actually met. When did when did you guys get started? How long have you been around now? Um, we started in 2001. I had worked previously with Stampede Wrestling for three years and uh throughout the 90s, uh, different times with WWE. All right, so Prairie Wrestling, are you going all over the West? Is it primarily Alberta-based, or what are we looking at? Primarily Alberta-based. We do monthly events in Edmonton and Calgary, and then we have select communities that will do annual events. Um, we've we've done halftime shows for the Edmonton Eskimos on a few occasions, and we did a very private, private um um, event uh, for Joey Moss's 50th birthday at 
in Ryan Smith's backyard rink. <laughs> okay, that must have been pretty fun. That was uh, a lot of fun. Um, so, how many uh, wrestlers would you currently have uh, in your employment? I assume they're probably under contract, but how, how many how many men and women would, would you have? They're all considered uh, subcontractors. Um, so right now, uh, we probably have 23 wrestlers, and that includes one female wrestler right now. Okay. With another one to join us uh, soon. Okay, cool. Now, when you when you put on an event, is it like I, I always think of the Shaw? Would it generally be at the Shaw or in, in arenas? What are we? Where are you usually staging these? It's funny because that's where we did we did start at the Shaw Conference Center. We did our first two shows there. Then we moved to Nate, and we ran Nate for seven years. And then we were off to the um, Century Casino. And we ran there for about six years, and now we're at the Northgate Lions Rec Center. Okay. What do you usually draw for a crowd? Uh, we've been averaging 300-plus at, at that venue. Um, we did our 15th anniversary show two years ago. We had 800-plus. And anytime we bring in special guests, which is a couple times a year, we do we do five to, again, 800. Okay. So you got a pretty loyal following then, which, which is pretty cool. Now... Is it? It's my understanding that uh, because of and look, I, I want to be respectful here, Kurt, because obviously all of this came out of a very tragic event, and that was the passing of Tim Hague. Um, but there has been a, a fallout of this that has been affecting uh, people who make a living with uh, with combat sports, like yourself. Have you had to cancel shows already because of the ban, or are you fearful you might have to? Well, we were, ever since the moratorium was announced, and the frustrating thing for, for myself, I'm the longest active licensed promoter for any combat sport in Edmonton at 17 years. So I wasn't contacted. I found out through my friends in the media um, that it had happened. So I was on the phone contacting the mayor's office and uh, the office of uh, Councillor Scott McKean, and we we got verification early the following week and they stayed in constant communication with us and and told us where to be and where to speak um so our next event is actually scheduled for january 27th next saturday we we've never canceled the event we've always been uh positive and hopeful that uh we would get rectified and we would go on with the show which looks like we're going to be able to do okay well that's good news because I, I think that uh, I mean obviously you're you're you, you you recognize that there's a different element to what you present than boxing or MMA and stuff like that. Absolutely, I mean we were grandfathered in. The original commission was the Boxing and Wrestling Commission. Um, you know, again, uh, wrestling was a pretty guarded secret on 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 how it operated and and. And for the reason of that, it was to maximize the entertainment value. Um, but everyone understands how it works today. You know, we had to speak before the committee here on, on Wednesday. And again, we, we hold no bones. Obviously, our outcomes are predetermined. We are sports entertainment. Um, we have no problem being licensed still under the Edmonton Combative Sports Commission. Never had an incident in 17 years. We've always had a professional relationship. Um, and, and uh, you know, we we in speaking with the mayor and 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 the committee, um, you know, they apologized that we kind of got caught up in all this. It was an oversight on their part, and they were really happy and uh, 
commended us on how well we, we handled it and showed understanding and were professional in, in dealing with them. Okay. Well, it, it's I appreciate uh, the update. I know there's a lot of people effective and I think, uh, affected, and I think there are still some question marks in other areas. And actually, uh, Ben Henderson, Ward 8 City Councillor, is going to join me in, in a few minutes to get some of that perspective because I've talked to a lot of people involved sort of from your end, from an organizer or athlete uh, perspective. So I, I'm going to get something from the city here with Ben. Kurt, I'll just leave it open. Anything you feel that's important to add before I let you go? Um, well, we were hoping it all comes down to a, uh, a vote by City Council uh, for an amendment to exempt us from the moratorium. Um, most of City Council was there, and the mayor himself, everyone was was very positive, and it, it sounds like it, it may be a formality. You know, fingers crossed that we'll be a, we'll go ahead with our New Year's resolution event at the North Plan, or Northgate Lions Rec Center on January 27th. Okay, and you guys are pwarrestling.ca if people want to find out more? Correct. Okay. Kurt, uh, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for giving us the nuts and bolts of what's going on, and keep in touch. I hope we can do this again and uh, uh, maybe have a little more fun with the discussion. Sound good? That sounds great. Maybe Kellen comes to, well, he used to come to a lot of shows. I think he, he still does. Last show. I th- so we'll, we'll get him to bring you down as our guest. So Sounds great, Kurt. Thank you so much for your time. You bet. You take care. Kurt Sorokin checking in. He's the owner of the Prairie Wrestling Alliance. We'll get a little more on uh, what's going on with the combat sports, uh, uh, the moratorium from Ben Henderson, Ward 8 City Councilor, when we get back. Inside Sports on Chet. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. All right, and you'll hear from Cam Talbot in about uh, seven minutes here on Inside Sports. Right now, I'm pleased to welcome to the show Ward 8 City Councillor Ben Henderson. Ben, thanks for your time. How are you? Very well. Thanks for making time for me tonight. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, I, I know you don't, uh, I, well, I don't think you've been on Inside Sports since we were talking about the arena. So, <laughs> but, Probably not. Yeah, but we're reaching out for you again tonight because there, there has been a sporting issue that's obviously been uh, discussed at City Council. And I know the other day, Ben, several uh People in, in you know in the boxing and wrestling and combat sports community uh, spoke to council. What was your main uh, takeaway from that? From the the people you heard from? Well, you know, I, I think for a number of us, I mean, unf- the, the timing of this was unfortunate, and, and that we'd asked for a report to tell us how to how to improve things. Um, it, it came literally just before Christmas. Um, we felt uh, that we needed to be able to respond to what was in that report, and the only thing we could do was go. You know, we needed to, we needed to put the moratorium in place so that we could make sure that you know to ignore the recommendations if something more happened, um, and we had to ignore the recommendations. There would legitimately be lots of questions. So um, uh, we needed to come up with a with a time to put the moratorium in place. I don't think there was ever a desire to keep the moratorium in place any longer than it needed to be. Um, so I think we heard loud and clear from people that, uh, you know, obviously it's affecting the athletes, it's affecting the businesses. We would really like to minimize that. Uh, but um, somehow or other, we, we do need to respond to the recommendations we've had back. I mean, that's, that's our duty. It's a legal duty that we have. And, uh, and, and uh, from what we heard in the meeting, uh, we 
greedy desperately are trying to get that done as quickly as possible, get the recommendations done as quickly as possible, particularly the ones that deal with safety so that we can get the moratorium lifted and, and allow everybody to go back to go back to work, essentially. Yeah, so it sounds to me like, and, and I, you know, I interviewed Jelena Mergenovich the other night, and, and she spoke about her desire to have her 50th fight in Edmonton yeah. before the, the one-year um, requirement for her to defend her belt uh, passes by. So it sounds to me like you're you're hearing that loud and clear. I don't want to put words uh, I, in your mouth, but yeah. yeah, you know, I think if we could have, I think if we could have lifted the moratorium tomorrow, we would have done. Um, but we have a legal responsibility, and we have to take the legal responsibility seriously. We were given, you know, we asked for a report that told us how we could improve things, particularly to improve safety. And uh, and I think we have a, we have an obligation to make sure that we're confident that those are in place before we can let things go forward. So what what we said back to our administration is do that as quickly as possible. Uh, we won't wait for everything. It really just is the stuff that focuses around safety. But I think we have a I think we have a responsibility to make sure that we can confidently say that we've done we've we've done the recommendations that that, that uh, it may not prevent something happening in the future, but at least it's we are doing the things that were within our power uh, um, to improve safety. In terms of uh, professional wrestling, which falls under that category for a lot of people of sports entertainment, um, I know there's been some talk that that maybe could be justified or modified, I should say, really quickly. That, that, we, that I, you know, I don't want to speak for council next week, but the recommendation of the committee is that we should we will lift that right away. That I okay. don't think there were, none of the recommendations that came forward um, suggested that there was anything unsafe happening there. Um, so I think there were a, a number of places, you know, where, where it wasn't impacting safety, where there isn't work that doesn't need to be done um, to, to improve that, that we can lift the moratorium right away. And I, that that will include making sure that we don't get in the way of, of, of Edmonton athletes being able to get uh, certified uh, by our commissions here so they can fight elsewhere or and so they can continue to train. You know, I don't think there were any suggestions um, that uh, that there were safety issues around what we were doing there in practice, so um, we'll, we'll be trying to facilitate that right away and, and, uh, and basically take those things out of the moratorium, and that, that should happen in council next week. City Councilor Ben Henderson joining us on Inside Sports. You know, the, what happened, obviously, with, with Tim Haig, incredibly tragic. I know there was a lot of discussion about who should have known what, about his history and I know one of the things is um, there needs to be a provincial body in Alberta that oversees this is that uh, would that be a desire of yours that maybe the city at least to some extent needs to to back out of this and there needs to be something at the provincial level We've been asking the province to take this over for quite some time. That's not a new request from us. It's, uh, you know, we're, we do the commission because there can't be anything happening unless somebody steps up to do the commission. The criminal code says it has to be regulated in that way. So, um, but in every other province but Alberta, it is regulated provincially. And I think we now know that there's some good reasons for that. It's one of the reasons to make sure that information is passed properly, that you don't, that you don't lose pieces of the puzzle along the way in terms of medical histories and, and things like that. You know, that there there are good reasons I suspect why it's done provincially elsewhere and uh, we're not doing this uh, you know we, we'd like to see it happen in our city in that sense we are doing it out of choice but we don't feel strongly that this is an area the city needs to be in and 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 you know quite frankly as a councillor and as council who have the ultimate responsibility I mean we're the we're obligated to create the bylaws we're the ones that I don't feel in the best position to 
decisions that clearly can be life and death decisions. And uh, and I think the province would be in a better place to do that. And we'd be, I, I think it'd be the right thing for them to take it over. I think there's reasons why it's happened in every other province that they've taken it over. And we'd be delighted if they did did this is certainly not a powerful power struggle from our point of view it's, it's a responsibility we just as soon not have right okay well ben thanks for your perspective uh, look forward to certainly what happens here down the road thank you so much for making time for us on inside sports thank you more than happy to that is ben henderson ward 8 city councillor as we uh, keep you updated what's going on with the combat sports moratorium in the city and uh, you heard councillor henderson say it there and we talked to kurt sorokin from prairie wrestling alliance that they uh, the recommendation is the vote will be next week but the recommendation is that the uh, moratorium not apply to sports entertainment such as pro wrestling so you're a big pwa guy kellen kennedy yep you still get oh, yeah, to go i've been to a few few shows and but now and you're working nights all the time sure. yeah but, you know, sometimes you know I get a weekend Kurt off. So. Sorry? Do you know Kurt personally? Yeah, we've uh, we've, we've we've met before. Nice. We're, we're on first-name basis, yeah. Oh, good Actually, he's a, he's a real good pal of mine, for sure. Yeah, yeah good interview. We'll have to talk to him again, for sure. Mm-hmm. Inside yeah. Sports on 630, Chad. Northern Chicken, we're a big supporter of that place, bringing down-home southern food and other tasty treats. Salivate over the menu at northchickenyeg.com or just go straight to their establishment, 124th Street, 107th Avenue. Some guests on the show receive gift certificates to Northern Chicken. Cam Talbot, Oilers goaltender, back after a good bye week. Relaxing. Nice to, to get away with, get some sun and recharge a little bit and be ready for the, the second half here. You got a new goaltending partner, Al Montoya. I know you've only really been teammates for about a week because you didn't see him for the last few days. What are your first impressions of him? Uh, great team guy, great guy to have in the room. Uh, nice guy to just kind of bounce ideas off of. He's been around and stuff like that. And we have... Uh, some common ground there where we both started in New York. So, uh, honestly, great guy. And obviously, when he's had to uh, to come in on on uh, certain occasions, and he's played extremely well. So, um, it's nice to, to have a guy like that in the room. You mentioned obviously he's a, a a veteran guy. Is there a different relationship with a more experienced guy than you might have had with a, a younger player like Laurent Brassois, who hadn't played in the NHL as much? Does that change the dynamic at all? Um, maybe just a little bit. I mean, um, with LB, it was kind of more of a, a mentor approach kind of thing, whereas, like you said, um, Al's uh, he's a veteran guy. He's been around. He's played with a lot of great goalies. So, um, like I said, we can kind of pick each other's brains about certain things and, uh, you know, evolve from there. So it's kind of fun. I've only heard him interviewed. I have not yet met him. He seems quite laid back and easy going very laid back i think we kind of have the same demeanor so that's uh, uh like i said we we uh we get along really well off the ice and i think it's going to be a really great relationship between the two of us all right how far are, is, is does the one game at a time cliche totally click in for you guys at this time of year given the situation and and the task ahead yeah, I think we can't look too far ahead. I think that seems like more of a daunting task. It's like you said, have to take it one game at a time. We've got three huge games coming up before the All-Star break, and, and we need all six points. So, um, But we have to focus on uh, Vancouver first tomorrow and then move on from there once we get those two in the bank. All right, that is Cam Talbot as uh, the Oilers try to keep their very, very slim playoff hopes alive Richard says it's a waste of airtime to discuss what the Oilers have to do to make the playoffs. They have no bloody chance in hell. 
the PK is not suddenly going to start playing well, and it's too high of a road to climb. No chance. But what was Shirelli supposed to do? He inherited a team that hasn't drafted well in 20 years, hadn't made the playoffs in 10 years. There's a lot of fixing to do. And then the Gary Bettman NHL, that doesn't happen quickly. That is from Richard. Richard, I will apologize in advance. I will keep talking about the Oilers' playoff point deficit until they are mathematically eliminated. Because <laughs> it's just part of what we do. But it will be difficult. Panthers lead the Golden Knights 3-2 in the third. With about six minutes left, Montreal is up 2-1 on Washington. L.A. and Anaheim will start in a few minutes. What a first period for the Oil Kings. They lead the Kootenai Ice 4-0. And at Claire Drake Arena, the U of A Golden Bears and Regina Cougars are locked in a 1-1 tie. Of course, Ryan Nugent Hopkins out five to six weeks with cracked ribs. Darnell Nurse getting some power play time today at Oilers practice. You can get more on 6.30 Ched. Dot com. Red Fisher has passed away at the age of 91, media legend in the sport of hockey. He started covering the Montreal Canadiens in 1955, was on the beat until 2012 at the age of 85. That's an amazing story. What's up with Tom Brady and his thumb? Is he going to play against Jacksonville? Is he going to play against Jacksonville? Underhand. Not talking about it. Thumbs up or thumbs down for something? We'll see. You know any football today? Nah, I'm not talking about that. Oh, did you practice today? How's that there? For the whole practice? Yeah. How much practice? It's fun. How confident are, are you that Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, Dave Campbell's our producer. I'm on at 6.30 tomorrow for the Oilers Face-Off show. Have a great night, everybody. Today's Friday. 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.